You are now listening to Raise the W, recorded at the School of Communication inside the Hickey Audio Lab on the beautiful campus of Western Michigan University. Come aboard and hear the people, stories, and impact of Western Michigan University. Here's your host, Tim Tarantine. Hello, everyone. Welcome again to Raise the W, a Bronco broadcast. Uh, we're here today to talk about our students. As you know, students are a huge part of this university and what we do, we're here to serve them. As uh, you heard Dr. Berlinski say, we are learner-centered, and the chief learner-centered person on campus is Dr. Diane Anderson. She is here to talk with us. She leads our student service efforts. So everything that touches students and their life here on this great campus, uh, Dr. Anderson leads. Welcome to the podcast, my friend. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here. So we got to learn more about you because okay. you are you have been since my time in here a great colleague. You're a progressive and forward thinker. You do an outstanding job. And I want people to know more about you as the person. So describe to me uh, kind of how you grew up. What was the neighborhood like you grew up in? I grew up in Wheaton, Illinois, okay. which is a Midwestern college town. Wheaton College is in Wheaton, Illinois, and my yeah. parents both worked at that college, so I grew up on a college campus. Did you really? Yeah, my father was the football coach and the tennis coach, and my mother was the director of the health center. So I started going to college events when I was probably three years old. Wow. Matter of fact, we rented the upstairs of our house to nine football players that played football for my dad. <laughs> that is amazing. So I grew up, um, I'm kind of living the dream. So you've been on campus your whole life. I have been on campus my whole life. Tell me about what, what was it about campuses? So some of us, our parents choose a career and we hate it. You obviously stayed with it. What was it about growing up on campus that made you think you wanted to spend more years there? You know, I even went to the college my parents both worked at, and I really? loved it. I absolutely loved it. I, the The first year residence hall, I walked by my dad's office every day on the way to class. And I know some students said, why, how, why are you doing this? It was wonderful for me. I always thought the world of my dad, and so for me it was great being on the same campus. So I had no issue with that whatsoever. Wow. Um, and my father loved um, the job that he had. So did my mother. My father was um, a coach's coach. He loved his students, and so it was just part of our life growing up. So for me it was very natural to want to work wow. on a college campus. Wow. That is amazing background, and it probably well positions you for your work today. You've been a student. You've been an administrator. Your parents were administrators and coaches. They and both reported that. to the vice president for student affairs, actually. You've got to be <laughs> Isn't that funny? Me. They did. Both of them did, and it was so funny. I have to tell you a funny story. At dinner, yeah. the dinner conversations, my father would say to my mother, Honey, I need 60 soccer physicals next week, and so they'd be figuring it out at the dinner table. <laughs> So, because he wanted the players out on the field or playing, and my mother's, the physician that worked for my mother was really conservative, and he didn't necessarily want the players out on the field. So, we had some interesting conversations at the dinner table. I am curious to know, why would someone not want the players on the field? Well, if the if the, the physician didn't think they were quite ready from their injury oh, to be back on the field. Oh, that is so interesting. Yeah. That is so interesting. <laughs> so, you, you actually cover a huge area of the university. And I don't know that people really understand 
what student services really does. So give us a scope. If we were up in a drone looking at campus, give okay. us give us an idea in our minds of kind of what ground do you cover? Oh, well, um, I actually like to think about it as um, what happens outside of the classroom minus athletics. Nice. So it's the residence halls, the dining halls, the Bernhard Center, the Health Center, Counseling Center, Rec Center, Career and Student Employment, Student Conduct, Student Organizations, Student Life. Wow. The That's a stuff. lot of ground to cover, but it is the fun stuff. It is the fun stuff. Right? It is the fun stuff. So t- walk us through walk us through the student experience at Western today because Western Michigan University has graduated I mean, well, right now we've got, you know, 240,000 living alumnus who have experienced what you do, right? Yep. But that time that they were here may be different than the time today. What's it like to be a student on campus today for our students? Well, I think that the pace for our students is very significant because many of them are working while they are enrolled in school. So many of them have not just one part-time job, but two part-time jobs. In addition, many of them are very involved in student organizations. Mm. So they are busy. Uh, They are very busy, very very actively engaged. Um, The students that I speak with really love their time here. Uh, They find Western Michigan University a place to get involved and engaged, make lifelong friends, um, and really find a sense of who they are and what they want to do when they leave here. So the sense of camaraderie and um, school spirit and... um, purpose I think is really strong with our students. So you've you've had the campus experience all of your life, right? I have. I mean you've been doing this your entire living. So think about what we had to do for students, for instance, when your parents were administrators. Ah. And what we're doing with and for students today. What are some things that have changed about the student and that experience over that time? What are some of the, you know, one or two things that are really glaring to you like, wow, that has really shifted over the generations? One of the things that I would say has changed significantly is parents' connections with their families. Um, Mm. When I went to school, even though I went to the school my parents worked at, typically when students went to college, they said goodbye to their folks and maybe would call them once a week. Now, students are connected on a daily basis with their parents via text. Yeah. They, when they meet with me, oftentimes they'll hand me their phone and want me to talk with their parents while they're talking to me. <laughs> it's very different. Yeah. When I went to school, we really um, were much more independent from our parents, I think, than what we see with young people today. I think uh, uh, there are many of them are from families that are very supportive. Yeah. And I think in some instances, parents have a hard time letting go and sure. nudging them out. Yeah. And so they're much more connected, I would say, in that way. Another change, I would say, is clearly the technology. Um, So one of the things that I think is a new challenge for us is getting students um, much more comfortable interacting in person. Unfortunately, sometimes students will send messages via text or technology that they wouldn't send face-to-face. And so we have to learn how to manage conflict differently i think sure. than what um people do in the heat of the moment yeah the hu- the human interaction has changed I, I call i call digital communication the new liquid courage 
Oh, that's a good way to call it. Right? I, yeah, it is. You, it you is. know, you're, yeah, in, you're in the bar and, right. and people are afraid to dance until they get that next drink, right? right? And then they'll go dance. Yep. Well, yeah, yeah, that, that's what that's what the text liquid messaging courage. I become. like it. It's the new liquid it courage. It is. It is. So my job then is to help them think about how maybe they could have handled that a tad differently. <laughs> <laughs> Just a tad. Just a tad. Yeah, sure. <laughs> right. So let's let's talk about some of the cool highlights of what's going on in your area. Absolutely. There's a Western lot of Western Michigan great University stuff. has been a long time coming for new dormitories and living spaces and we have a new dining center walk us through kind of the excitement of the last few years oh it's been it's been phenomenal we have been very excited we actually were involved in a housing and dining master planning process for several years yeah we actually thought we were going to start with residence halls but we ended up starting with new apartments we started Hmm. with the western view apartments the reason that we started with apartments was we had such a waiting list for apartments the demand was so high for students wanting to live on campus in apartments apartments that we decided to start there. Yeah. That was a great decision because um, our apart- students are loving living in the apartments. So once we did that, we thought, oh, now it's time to turn to the residence halls yeah. because our halls are older. And so we um, did an assessment and decided which halls were the oldest and probably in the need of most repair. And we started with Hokey Bigelow. Um, and so those of you that might have lived in Hokey Bigelow, we really oh, yeah. tried to do this right. We actually had a big celebration of all of the things that happened in those halls before we moved forward with taking them down. <laughs> yeah, that and was some had, kind of celebration. It was. Yeah. We had a lot of people come back and shared lots of wonderful memories from their time there. But then ultimately we did take them down and built what we now call the Western Heights. Yeah. And they are phenomenal. We took a team of people to look at different housing across the country. We wanted something different. We wanted something unique. And we wanted something to address the things we were just talking about. We wanted um, space that would uh, respect students' need and desire for privacy, but at the same time would create a lot of wonderful community engagement spaces. Sure. So students could get to know other students. They could make friends. They'd come out of their rooms and socialize with each other, study together. And Western Heights ac- accomplished all of that. So we're really excited with how those halls turned out. Yeah. And, and if people come on campus, make sure you do it. It's, it's right there, it's, you know, yeah. behind the Bernhard Center kind of area around Ring Road. Is yep. that what it's called? Yep. And so what, if you come home, you got to check it out. you got to check it out. And one of the things you'll love, those of you that live in the valleys, the laundry is not in the basement anymore. The laundry's up <laughs> on one of the higher floors with a lounge attached to it. So when you're doing your laundry, you can be hanging out with your friends. You don't feel like you're um, down in the basement. Actually, so, we'd love to hear from any alums or former students, parents who are right now listening. Go ahead and hashtag MyWMU if you can find an old picture of you from any of the dorms, pictures from the halls, etc. We'd love to see those flashed all over social media. We'd We'll send them right to you, Dr. Anderson, so you can start the catalog. Oh, I'd love to see yeah, them. Wouldn't that be great? I'd love to see them. I'm ready for some mullets. Yeah, Show me go. some pictures. Right? <laughs> I love it. So then yeah. then we just, you know, we're just getting going. The momentum is really going. And so we, um, Judy Gipper is our director of dining services, has done a phenomenal job. And we um, worked with architects and planning folks and um, ultimately came, developed the Western, uh, the the Valley Dining Center, yes, and that is the anchor for the Valley Residence Halls. It is a dining center with nine micro restaurants, uh, which caters to a lot of different 
food tastes. Sure. Um, and that dining uh, center has actually been really successful, not only with students, but faculty and staff and community members love hanging out there. Me and my eight-year-old go there for dinner by his choice. Isn't that great? TJ loves to come back to campus to, so yes. we can have dinner at, at the at the. And when I, when I meet with former student leaders who come back, they're like, oh, my gosh, I'm glad this wasn't here when I was here. I'd had It wouldn't have been a freshman 10. It probably would have been a fe- freshman 20. Sure. Because the food is great. It really turned out very yeah. nicely. It's awesome. Yeah. And all of those things really are to come back to the idea that the student experience is really important. And I know you're really passionate about the student experience. What? Why do you believe your work and your team's work is so important? Why do we do all of these adjustments, right? How, why do we constantly change to meet that need? Okay. What is that really all about? Well, first of all, full-time students spend 70% of their time outside of class. So what happens outside of class is critical, and it's really important that that out-of-class experience complement the educational experience and enrich it. So for me, um, life skills, uh, really finding what you're passionate about, um, learning how to manage your time, learning how to get along with people who are different than you, all of those things are life skills that really set you up for success once you graduate employers will tell us they want to know that people can work in teams. They want students or employees that uh, understand and value diversity and intercultural competence. They want students or employees that um, can problem solve with people who are very different from them from around the Mm. world. And so we need to create opportunities for our students to develop those kind of skills and have those kind of experiences while they're here. How can alums and donors and friends of the university, how can we help student services? What do you need and how do we best serve and help support the work you do on campus every day? uh, There's a couple specific ways. One is we are in the process of designing a new student center. Yeah. Um, We have the Bernhard Center on campus and the Bernhardt Center has been a wonderful facility. It really is a multi-purpose facility yes. that has some elements of a student center. We really need a true student center on campus, which is a destination place for our students and our alum to yeah. come back and to really celebrate community. Mm-hmm. Students need to have a place that they own, that they identify as their place, where they can meet up with their friends, their affinity groups can hang out together. Um, they can get their needs met in terms of what other services they need. So we are really excited about building a student center on campus that will be that place, the family room, the living room, the yeah, gathering place sure. for our students. So right now there's a lot of energy and excitement about that. So if um, you are interested in helping us think about how to do that or want to contribute in some way to that project, that would be wonderful. And where is your where is your area on Western's web presence? So if we go to wmich.edu, you slash student student life student life yes student life. so wmich.edu slash student life student life you can go find out more information about dr anderson the work that her team is doing and of course to help give your input right absolutely the, okay. absolutely and That'd then i'm sure we've got to raise some money for that too oh definitely yeah definitely yes. so think about students and how you could support that as well you said there were two things we could do so one was this student center idea how else can alums donors friends of the university support 
the student experience? One of the ways that um, that can happen is through supporting the Invisible Need Fund. Mm, uh, we tell have, us more about that. We have many, many students that have needs beyond what um, our financial aid packages are able to meet. Um, so we actually have the last three, two and a half years now, I had a food pantry into the Font Student Services building, and we have many students accessing that food pantry. The food pantry um, is really um, staffed by volunteers right. who are committed to this. Um, we are really so pleased that we're able to help students in that way. In addition to food, however, they have financial needs. Yeah. Sometimes emergencies happen. They need to uh, fly home if they live out of state for a family emergency. They may have um, a fire in their apartment complex. Whatever, life happens. And so because of that, um, students sometimes have emergency financial needs. So we have created a fund that is called the Student Emergency Relief Fund. And we um, receive requests for funding from that those dollars so anything that you would consider giving to help with that fund would really go a long ways to helping our students. Yeah. Sometimes it's just that little bit of extra money that can really make the difference in having a student stay and complete their work. Um, many of our students are working more hours than they really ought to be in order sure. to be able to put the time they need to into their education. Mm. So, again, if we can do some things to really um, take off that load for a student it can be the thing that makes the difference that allows them to walk across the stage at graduation. Well, that's what we Broncos do. That's what the Broncos yeah, family do. Is, we yeah. make a difference. And so if you've got an opportunity to help either with the invisible need or bring your input uh, to the student uh, center, uh, it'd be greatly appreciated. We, One of the three pillars of this university is being learner-centered. And Dr. Anderson, you are a huge reason that we can live out uh, who we say we are. Thank you so much for your leadership. Thank you for being on the podcast today. And of course, for making our student experience excellent here at Western. You are so welcome. Thank you for the opportunity. All right, folks. Thanks for being on the podcast today. Thanks for listening. We hope that you would uh, adjust your schedules and take a look at what Student Services is doing to help make the student experience excellent here at Western Michigan University. Uh, you can go to the podcast site at mywmu.com and find Raise the W for more episodes today. Thank you for being on today. And of course, Raise the W. Thank you.